Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. It's dark times at the Bleed Los Podcast. And uh, and so we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, real quick, though, got to pay a, a few bills. Uh, Bet Online is presenting this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. If you head on over to betonline.ag to join, you'll receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Please make sure you use the promo code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Juan's leaked audio is kind of a, a solid summation of, of how I was feeling. So I, uh, the reason, a part of the reason we didn't do a live yesterday after the game is uh, Juan had another commitment. I was working and, and Alicia was working and then it was just Roger, but Roger was inconsolable. That's just the honest truth. Um, so, so we opted to wait until, uh, until today. So that way we could all process a little bit. And that way I feel like it, it isn't just like a fuck fest. You know what I mean? Just yelling, fuck this, fuck that. Um, and, and I'm glad that we did that if I'm being honest with you, because it let me think a few things through, but there, first of all, first and foremost, you got to tip your cap to the San Diego Padres. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to them for advancing. I believe it's their first NLCS appearance since 98, uh, so all you can just do there is tip your cap. Uh, they simply got outplayed. That's just the end-all, be-all. Uh, the, the San Diego Padres, the little brother, uh, you know, just they, they beat the Dodgers. There's just no other way to put it. However, this is a failure by all measures, by the measuring stick, whatever, you know, kind of uh, uh, a metric you want to put in place as far as what it is. And, I, and there's just no way about it. And, and Roger in our group text earlier, said something that stuck out to me, and that's kind of what we'll start it off. He doesn't give a damn about what happens in the regular season anymore, and, and that's that. And, I, and, and, and I've been saying for a minute, I, I, the regular season doesn't matter. What matters is at this point, right? And, and I agree with Roger. Seldomly do he and I ever agree and, and see eye to eye on stuff, but on this one, I agree because I feel like they, they not only did they not meet the expectations and meet the moment, but this is supposed to be the best team since ever, more or less. And they just choked. There's just no other way to put it. Roger, I want to start with you. Uh, where, where, where are you at? How are you feeling? Have you eaten your weight in ice cream since last night to today? No ice cream yet, but probably oh, after, after, after the recording. Um, I'm, I don't know. I, just, I don't know how to feel because it's like, We've been here before, right? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like, okay, the calendar turns to October, it's playoff baseball, expectations are high, and then what happens? 
Same yeah. thing, right? Same thing year after year. Calendar, you know, put it on the calendar. Boom. Okay, this day, boom. This is what's going to happen. And this year, we're expecting something different because of what we saw in the regular season, right? 111 wins. Best Dodger team probably ever, right? In regular season, you know, what was it? The third best uh, record-wise, like, ever, right? Second yeah. best in the, in, the, in the NL ever, right? All, everything, everything, right? All the accolades, right? And even the players said, yeah, but we got to do it in October, right? We got to do it. You know, Dave Roberts said we got to do it in October. And that was the expectations. Like, okay, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll do it, right? We saw how they were playing. They'd, they'd, you know, they'd play teams and, like, didn't even look like they were trying and they'd win the game, right? And, like, okay, you know, Pod, you know, Padres come along. I don't know if I mentioned it here or it was just something that I thought in my head. When, when we were playing the Padres, I kind of got, like, kind of like, okay, I – I don't know if that's the best matchup just because when you play a team so many times, right, you play a team so and you completely, you know, to demolish them throughout the season, things happen, right? Look at what happened yeah. with the, with the Mets and Dodgers, right? Back in the couple years ago with the Dodgers played the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks had their number during the year and the Dodgers beat them in the playoffs. It's kind of one of those things. And kind of just, that kind of just stuck out in my head. Like, are they going to take them maybe seriously? Are they, they, they knew what they did to them all season long is it something that like they're gonna just go in there and think like, yeah, we'll beat these guys, right? Yeah. And and you know when the Padres play the Dodgers, I mean the Padres play the Dodgers like nobody else, right? Even even if the Padres are freaking like they were twenty games out, they're gonna give the Dodgers their all every single time, and and that's what happened. The Padres showed up, and I mean even still though, even it was still a a pretty even match, you know, matchup, right? They were you know every game was kind of neck and neck. Dodgers just didn't show up. You know, none of their players showed up. Well, exception of like Freddie Freeman, whatever. But you go through that lineup: Mookie, Gaka, Trey Turner. He he was off and on. You know, bad, bad. You know, bad on the defensive side. You know, a couple games he was good on the offensive side. But down the list: Will Smith, Gaka, um, JT, Gaka. You know, everybody, right? Trace Thompson. So, at the end of the day, I mean, you're not going to win games if if your bats don't show up. No lies have been detected there. I did say before the matchup that I the reason I picked in my bracket that I wanted the Mets to play the Dodgers is this matchup was not a good matchup for the Dodgers. And I still stand by that. Um, Juan, you have also been a proponent of the Padres are good and you're aware that they're good. But you have also been suffering from PTSD. So I wanted to ask you, last night, obviously we've all, if you haven't heard of Juan's Leaked Audio, uh, you'll find it. All of us have retweeted it. Go to the, go to the thing. Uh, come to find out, the leak is only a clip of the real ordeal, and it's it's significantly worse. So now that you've gotten it all out of your system, how do you feel? I, I don't know if I have gotten it all out of my system, but I want to start with this. Uh, for those of you that are, uh, you know, Alonzo referenced the leaked audio, uh, when the game ended, uh, my girl started recording me because I was in the middle of a rant. So what you heard was basically the probably the the, the safest thing that I could have uh, put on the internet. Uh, but I was I was upset last night. I was very upset last night. And you're probably right, Alonzo, that we didn't have a show last night because last night would have probably just been an f bomb fest. It just would have been a lot of anger. It would have been a lot of vitriol. And that's what I saw on the internet last night. That's what I saw on Twitter. I mean, Dodger fan was pissed. And I cannot recall Dodger fan being this pissed 
I, I mean, every year this happens to us, right? But last night felt like it was different. And I do feel like this one is going to take a, a while yeah. to get over. I, I think this one is going to... I feel people are going to be taking heat on this one that normally don't take heat because this might be the, the, the straw that finally broke the Dodger fans back is, is this. And so I, I'm going to start with this in the sense that I'm not pissed at the Dodgers. I, I, I really am not. You're pissed I, with the Dodgers? No, not not even that because he, here's the thing. You know, we had Niedenfuhr on. I mean, yeah. everybody, you know, makes a big deal about my 1985. Well, guess what? I want to welcome to everybody because what everybody experienced last night was your 1985. So welcome to the club. Now you guys know what I had gone through. And let me tell you, I made some progress with Niedenfuhr, and I want to thank Tom Niedenfuhr for coming on the show yeah. and being a really good sport. But, hey, guess what? This scab... God, this wound just got reopened last night with a fucking shotgun, all right? Someone just took a shotgun to this wound, and it is open, okay? So this is what I want to say to everyone. I am not mad at, at, at Dodger fan, okay? I warned you guys. Remember when you guys mocked me after the Mets series when I told you this was going to happen? Do you guys remember that? You guys had to bring in Niedenfuhr because you guys were so worried about me. You thought it I had lost my fucking mind. You said we're going to lose to the Mets. I, the Mets. Exactly. What happened to us against the show pod, I thought the Mets were going to do to us. I thought the, the Bravos were going to do record, that. I thought the, the Astros were going to do I never thought the show pods would be the ones that did this to us. For the record, though, I did say that this was not a good matchup for the Dodgers. Yes. I, 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 I give you credit for that. But this is what I mean. I'm not mad at the Dodgers because this is who the Dodgers are. Okay, what I'm mad at is me, because last night I realized I'm a lemon. Do you guys know the lemon law? You know how you can't sell a car that's defective. You buy a car and it turns out it's defective. Well, last night I found out I'm defective because I'm a sucker. Because I fall for this every year. Every year, I think the Dodgers are going to do it. They're going to win the World Series. And since 1985, they've done it twice. Twice they've done it. Every other single time, it's ended the way it's ended. Yeah. And this is why, and I want to point out, La Princesa de Picolandia is not here. She's not ducking you guys. No. She's not dodging you. She just is not a Mexican Jamaican like Alonzo. She just has a lot of hosting gigs right now. It's that time of year, and she's busy. But she will be joining us, maybe not tonight, but at some other point. We're going to get her point of view. But I actually do is, want to hear her point of view. Uh, and you know, she says we're spoiled. Yeah, This is my number one argument as to why Dodger fans are, are not spoiled. What we went through in this postseason, we don't deserve. This is abuse. This is abuse. This is, I don't know, this is not about players. And I know we're going to get into this about players that are going to come back and they're going to leave. Yeah. This is not it. This is what comes with wearing a Dodger uniform, okay? I know how Brooklyn Dodger fan feels now. All those years getting their ass kicked by the Yankees. I, I mean, this is this is what comes with being a Dodger fan. So guess what, guys? We either have to learn to find a way to take it 
and just be like, hey, this is what it is. I always say, I hope the Dodgers win, but I expect them to lose because this is what they do. And I'm the sucker. I'm the lemon. There's something wrong with me because I believe that these guys are going to do it because there is no other explanation for a 111-win team to perform the way they did. There's just, there's no rational explanation. The baseball gods hate us for some reason. I don't know what we did. We're paying for something. I, I know the goose has nothing to do with this. You know, I know the show pods took over the goose thing and made it their own thing. But I'm not made. I'm not mad at the Dodgers. The Dodgers are who they are. I'm mad at myself for allowing myself to believe that this team was going to do anything different than what they've done. Nine out of the last ten years they've been here, and nine of the last ten years we've had the same conversation. Well, and I'll and I'll start with this. Uh, a second ago, I was reading my Twitter timeline. Uh, there was a, a tweet from someone by the name of Young Lemon. So that that the irony is incredible, right there. <laughs> Uh, also breaking Jack Harris, uh, is reporting that, uh, uh, Dave Roberts will be back as a manager. Uh, he also signed a three-year extension in the spring. So that's, that's for all you upset Philip Lopez. I don't know if you saw Philip's comment as he came in here hard. And and third of all, if you're joining us live, chime in. Uh, I know obviously some of you are going to be listening to this on the pod, uh, podcast uh, space or whatever. Uh, we still would like to hear your input down the line when we post it on the internet, but, uh, but don't be like Soto's brother. Don't be an internet warrior and just type garbage, just to type garbage. Like just like we're we're trying to congratulations, you guys won. Like we're, you know, we we tipped our cap to you guys. Like, come on, bro. And, uh, and if, if you see on Twitter what what's like the trending topic, I just thought like what was like number one trending topic in LA? Did you see it? Uh fire Dave Roberts uh, and yeah. then Cody Bellinger is a serial killer. I think he was like <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's brother or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Um I agree with with something that I think it was Philip that may have said it or somebody else. Uh, we were talking about this before we came on air. I mean, at the end of the day, is is the Dodgers? Not only did they get outplayed, but they got outmanaged. Bob Melvin and I said this before the season started. When they hired Bob Melvin, that was that was the move for the Padres. They they needed a manager. They got a manager, and this is why you went out and got Bob Melvin. Um, they, they, and then also the bats just didn't produce for the Dodgers. That's just the end all be all. The offense just for, for all the potency that's there for the offense, it wasn't there. Before we get into it, though, so I was working the Utah-USC game. For those of you that don't know, I work for Utah football, and, and we were carrying that broadcast. Uh, as the broadcast ended, uh, I, I turned on the game, and, and I was watching the game with, with everyone in the booth. Uh, it was brutal. It was brutal. The irony is my boss – uh, over there at Utah, his kid is a Padres fan, and and he, I mean, he's he's young, he's like 15, but he was talking a lot of trash, and I'm just like, bro, you don't even know, like you don't you don't even know. But I'm also not going to get caught up for child abuse. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it was tough to watch, kind of that meltdown, you know, because when I started watching, they still had the lead. It was when uh, when if I'm not mistaken, it was when Kim had scored, and that's when I was just like, oh no. It's going to start on rest. So let me ask you this, though. That theory of the meltdown, I, I heard this a lot. I, I've heard this a lot. It was a meltdown. I I don't know if it was a, a meltdown. It, only in this sense. And hear me out. I know that Canely got killed last night. He did. The biggest crime that Canely did was that leadoff walk. Because after that, Canely gave up a bloop hit 
that we were lucky that that ball got into Trace glove, Trace Thompson's glove because that ball gets past him, that scores a run. Yeah. Okay. Then after that, it was that ground ball that went off of Freeman's glove. So I don't think there was hard contact there with Canely, right? No. no. So it's just one of those things where this is why baseball sucks, where soft contact like that is going to beat you. That's when you're just like, what are you going to do? Things are just not going to go your way. No, yeah. And, and, and I thought Alex Vesia got put in a really tough position yes. because he clearly was not warmed up. That is a question that I have in terms of why did they wait so long to have him start warming up? If you even had the inkling of thinking of using him, why didn't you have him up in the beginning of the inning? In case, look, Yancey has been pitching well in the playoffs. But yeah. in case Yancey gets into trouble, and that's your plan. You have to have insurance. So I, I think, and, and you know what, Soto's brother, I, I don't subscribe into the five-day rest. I, I don't think that I do. that message. And I was going to talk I, I about I do. Because if you're going to use that as an excuse, why aren't the Astros using it? No, 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 because but, but I'm not even sure had the same rest. Right. I, I just look, we got our asses kicked. No, we just have to own up to it. But we the have... reason I subscribe to the five day resting is the Astros had been playing meaningful baseball for a second, right? Like they, they didn't wrap up the division up until what? Uh, uh, I can't even remember when, but it was far more recent than when the Dodgers did it. But if we're going to be completely honest, the Dodgers haven't played a meaningful baseball game in like four months. So, I mean, that. You throw that in, and then you get complacent, and that's this is the sort of stuff that happens. But for me, the biggest thing last night was I agree with everything that you said, Juanito. Yancy, I feel bad for Yancy. I, I really yeah. do because he got put in. He also got the shit end of the stick too. You know, he he was out there dealing, and then he just couldn't get anybody out. And I felt so bad for the guy because he, he it was just one of that those double things. down the line was just a chopper. It was a it chopper, yeah. It wasn't like it was ripped down the line. It was just a chopper. It's just one of those things where I, it, it's like I felt like Bill Buckner in that episode of Curb when he goes, "What the fuck did Mookie do?" Yeah, right. Mookie's a yeah. hero, and it's like, "What the fuck did he do?" He hit a ground ball and it went through. But I feel like a part of that is is like you were saying. There's just some days where it just isn't your day. Like yeah. there's a saying in football. Sometimes you just get your ass kicked and you got to move on. And I think yeah. that's just what happened here. You, they, they just got their ass kicked and they got moved on. I feel bad for Tyler Anderson, though. And let me yes. tell you why I feel bad for Tyler Anderson. I he agree. was sent to the podium because he was supposed to be the game. Uh, um, the game. Uh, three starter. Uh, three starter. Excuse me. And, um, and, and then all of a sudden gets the rug pulled out of him from underneath him. And then they start goose. Cool. Handle it like a pro. Handle it like a pro. Everything's fine. Obviously, that game didn't go in their favor either. And then you fast forward to last night, and Tyler Anderson was dealing. He was dealing. And if it were me, I would have kept him in and gone batter to batter. Granted, yeah. I am not a manager. I am not Dave Roberts. I am not at that level, et cetera, et cetera. But logic says to me that our, our good friend Rafael Rocks Arroyo always talks about, the gut feeling to me is if the guy is dealing, why would you pull him out? They left Joe Musgrove in there, and he was dealing. You know, I mean, he wasn't. And, and let's be honest too; that wasn't Joe Musgrove's best outing no. by any stretch. But he, they still, they still rode that horse, and they trusted him. So why couldn't the same logic been applied to Tyler Anderson, where you wait until either you go to your high leverage guy like an Evan? I mean, even Evan Phillips said that. Evan Phillips went went out of there with the anticipation that he was going to be used either in the eighth at some point or maybe even sooner, and that, and that was kind of the mindset he had. But also. 
the, the, again, the outmanaging comes into play. The, uh, the quote yesterday, I don't have the exact quote, but I remember Dave Roberts pointing out that Yancey missed the throw over to first. There was a miscommunication to get time for Vesia to warm up. And again, that's it's that sort of stuff that just kind of snowballs. And this is where you're at now where a series is over. Yeah, but what did we say in our preview before the series? What was our biggest concern? Not that they wouldn't hit or the pitching. Our biggest concern was they were going to get cute or the decision-making that was going to yep. happen. And I think this is why every Dodger fan is so pissed right now. And and I think they have the right for every... I mean, it's not like the show pot smoked us. Babyface and I had this conversation, right? Yeah. They, they beat us in terms of defeating us with runners in scoring position. Yep. But in terms of scoring, it was a pretty close series up until yesterday, right? Yeah. It's no, not even like the we game, were... I mean, the game, let I me mean, look at the final score. Yeah. It's not like we got blown out, right? No. But that's when the decision-making in the game makes a, diff a big difference, right? 100%. And it seems every year we have the same conversation. We left a certain pitcher in too long. Why did we use this pitcher? Why did we bring them in? And... Who's that on? That I think that's what's going to happen now is the transparency is going to be demanded. Who what? is making these calls? Well, is it, in it, during the game? Is Roberts the one making these calls? Because Friedman has always deflected and said, "Hey, it's the manager. We just give him the begin the information in the beginning of the game." But how do I know that I'm not getting Roberts is not getting a scenario that's saying, "Hey, if this happens in this inning." then bring in Vesia to do this. Well, and, and I mean, here's the other thing. For me, the biggest thing out of, out of all of this, we can go back and forth about all that all day. The disappearance of Major League Baseball's run-scoring leaders is criminal. Yeah. It's criminal. There's just no other way to put it. it, it like it's, it's hard to wrap your head around a lineup of Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith. I can keep going. And they just leave. I don't even know what the stat is because I was so pissed last night about how many guys that left on base. And when I, and I remember when I saw that stat, I was like, "There's no way that's real." And I looked it up a few times, and and it was and I and I, and I apologize because I'm just getting heated thinking about it that that I don't have the number, but it's insane to me that that. And I mean, here's the thing: I think Trey Turner's gone. No matter what, yeah, I thought yeah. he was gone, but it, there's no chance that he's back. A guy, the dude that I'm really curious about if they're going to tender him a deal because he's at that point is Cody Bellinger. Because oh, I, I mean, Cody's I've seen gone. it all over Twitter. Yeah. Exactly what baby Babyface said. Everybody is saying goodbye to Cody. Yeah, and, and and I and again and I understand it's a business too, right? And it's in the business of production, so that would make sense if he's gone. They, all along, I'm sorry, Philip, to to lay you down. There was no chance in hell they were going to move on from Dave Roberts. There just wasn't. Because at the end of the day, who are you going to go out there and get tomorrow that is better than Dave Roberts? And, no that, and that's the question I have. For all of those that say, get rid of Dave Roberts, cool, you can say that. Give me the solution. Yeah, give me, I mean, the, give me clearly, the replacement. Yeah, and, and even then, if there the standard that has been set by Dave, whether we like it or not, is there. And that's the other, that's going to be even harder to replace aside from just Dave Roberts, the manager. And if you don't believe me, go listen to the interview that we had with him. That's not even to pimp our interview. That's probably the most human, humanized interview that, that I think I've seen. And, and that's not even just saying biasly that it was because it was with us. 
that you always see is just kind of the, the chatter, right? The, 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 the manager speak, the baseball talk that, that was genuine. And, and again, if he's, and if he's willing to also bite the bullet, which it sounds like he is with having those difficult conversations, I don't envy that dude. I don't, but again, who are we going to get? That's better than Dave Roberts. You know, I don't, I don't want to move off of Bellinger yet. So, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't have the actual number of runners that they left in scoring position, but this is where I think the it was pop, nine last night. But for the whole series, oh, the whole series, I, I can't remember the number for the whole, but it was a preposterous number. It it's was this is, be like, let's got to be like 30, 30, 40 guys, probably. Yeah, I think this, it was 40 or 44. It was something like that. This is where the show pots kicked our ass. 100%. It may, it may not have been in runner scored, but the Dodgers went five for 34 with runners in scoring position in the series. Yeah. Five for 34. That's where they kicked our ass. Now, the Bellinger thing. You know, Dave Roberts is a player's manager. He right? Is. He had a lot, he has a lot of loyalty for his players. Now, Kimbrell's gone. He's a free agent. You don't have to worry yeah, no about it, right? No so with Bellinger, the thing is, is are you gonna tender him? How can you tender him after what you did to him in game three and game four? It would it definitely wouldn't be at $17 million. I just don't think you can do that. You basically, in the two biggest games of the season, you told him, we can't use you. Yeah, We can't use you. And the thing that I find really fascinating is, okay, Bellinger went one for seven in the series, right? Yeah. Trace Thompson went two for 13. Okay, so it wasn't like Trace Thompson, and I get it. He was the hotter guy down the stretch, right? Yeah. So that's that's where you're going to go with him. So... This whole thing of I whether it's a question, I know Babyface is convinced they're not bringing Bellinger back, but I don't know how after what you did in the and and it's been reported that he was pissed off that he wasn't playing in Game Three. So I mean, I I I think it may be a foregone conclusion, and be prepared that when he ends up in San Francisco or he (laughs) ends up within the division, that he's going to crush us. Just, I think just he will wait for up, it, Dodger fans. It's coming. He's going to we'll, do it. I know we'll talk about this later, but my hot take with Cody, I think he ends up in Arizona. And, yeah, and Arizona. That, Back yeah, home. Yeah, he'll go home. Uh, another guy who I really hope the Dodgers keep him, I really, really fucking hope they keep him, is Tyler Anderson. He's, he's an unrestricted free agent at an $8 million deal this year. He's obviously going to get a raise. I really hope that they they absolutely keep Tyler Anderson because that he's – Whatever they did to kind of re, you know, the reemergence of Tyler Anderson, for lack of a better, whatever they did, they they need to do that. What Justin Turner to... is another interesting one. You, you quick, yesterday, real, 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 I mean, for Tyler, they they gotta keep pitching, right? Because right now, who are their pitchers? Julio, mm-hmm. uh, Dustin May, Gonsolin. That's yeah. it. You don't know Kershaw. You don't know if if Anderson's coming back. You don't know if Heaney's coming back. So they gotta get pitchers. Yeah, and I honestly think, and we were talking about this off air. I, I, I feel, I really hope it's not the case. I hope that I'm wrong, but I think Clayton Kershaw's done, and and I really hope that wasn't the swung song because I know that's not how he would want to go out, and that's kind of the reason why I think he's leaning towards coming back, is because I know that's going to leave a sour taste in his mouth, and who knows, maybe that'll be a motivated Kershaw to go out and and get one more run, right? Because his whole thing was to come back was this team is built to win now. It's it's another run. He wants another run. That's why I, I I said it last year, and I'll say it again. That's again why I don't think that he would go to Texas because Texas is just not built to win, and and Kershaw does not like losing. So I I don't think he'll go to Texas. 
Um, I, I was curious though, Roger, you said that JT is not coming back. Why do you think that? I mean, he has an up option, but we saw it at the beginning of the year with JT was like, you know, he wasn't going good. And then he finally, you know, he picked it up in like what July or something like that through the end of the season. Yeah. But right now in the postseason, he looked, he looked bad. I mean, he wasn't catching up to that fastball. Um, and it, he just, it looks like age is catching up to him. And, and, you know, next year, another year older, do you want to pay him? I, I think his was like 18 million, but he got like eight, an 8 million, um, uh, signing bonus. Yeah. Signing bonus. So it's like, it's like a 10, it's 10 million, I think for like next season, if they pick up his option. Yeah. But, but I mean, the only way I see it is it's going to be much more limited DH kind of like David freeze kind of as a mentor to, towards the guys, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, maybe Miguel Vargas slides into third base or something. Well, and I mean, so as of right now, if I'm reading this correctly, the, the contracts they have on the books for next year, Freddie Mookie, CT three Muncie, Blake Trinan, Daniel Hudson, Austin Barnes. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I know we're going to get this in, into other episodes, but let's get yeah. into this. I know Roberts is taking a lot of heat, and then people are asking for Roberts to get fired. But the not going to happen. For, we just for heard the, that for the first time in a long time. What I've seen on the internet, and I'm curious to see if you guys have seen this, is Friedman now is taking heat. I haven't seen Friedman take this amount of heat in a while, and the heat that he's taking is for the roster construction. 100%, and it's rightfully deserved, if I'm being honest. So, I mean, who's going to hold Friedman accountable for this, right? I mean, they got big decisions to make in the offseason in terms, are they going to bring these guys back? Personally, what I would love to do um, is just go young. Just go with the farm system. Because maybe, I mean, you saw it with the show pods. I think the show pods just in the playoffs, they had nothing to lose. They don't know any better. They're not supposed to beat the Dodgers. And I don't know, maybe playing with a looseness. I mean, I, I, we've talked we talked about this in other shows, and that is this. Is he... It looked like to me the show pods hitters when they got in, the, they were confident stepping into the into the into the box. I didn't see that with the Dodgers hitters being confident there. Uh, I, I I mean, look, the comment is yes, Friedman built a good roster. The players didn't show up. Here's the the thing, and I know injuries are a part of the game, but 100%. Friedman gets a lot of credit for building the depth in the regular season. Well, that depth didn't seem to help the Dodgers in this series. We had a number of players in this series that didn't even play. I mean, we've had this conversation before. We didn't see Dustin May, we didn't see Gallo, and we didn't see Miguel Vargas. So here's the question. Why were they on the roster? Why were they on the playoff roster if you weren't going to play them? I understand if you didn't trust them. If yeah. you didn't trust those guys in certain situations... But then here's the situation again. Why didn't we see in the in the biggest leverage, the, the highest leverage in the game, that inning in the seventh, we didn't see Evan Phillips. Why? Because you were saving him to the ninth. Guess what? If you don't get out of that seventh inning, you're not going to need him in the ninth. But that's so, that's so. the thing I'm worried about is, and again, we don't know this, and this is where that transparency comes into play. I think they were saving Evan Phillips. Or you or do and let me let me put it this way. I think they went Yancey Almonte because of the matchup thing. And what did you talk about before the season start? Or I'm sorry, the series started. The cute shit. 
And I think, and if that's the case, and again, we don't know if that's the case, we don't know that, but I, I'm just making the assumption because to me, the no brainer in that situation is you either go Evan Phillips or Vessio. Not to say that Yancey isn't, isn't for the moment, obviously you're going to find out what he has and he's been pitching well. But for me, if, if you're going for the dagger to, to call it a wrap, that's the way you should go. Or am I wrong? No, I, I, but you know, there's a lot of head scratching. There's a comment in here about, Again, why Tyler Anderson didn't pitch game three. My yeah. rationale, the only way I can justify it is if you lose game three, you'd rather have Tyler Anderson pitch game four to try to save your season than going to Gonsolin and Heaney in game four to try to save your season if you lose that game three. Well, yeah, but yeah, I, like, Go ahead, Roger. Well, I was just going to say with that comment, like, yeah, okay, so you pitch Tyler Anderson game three, okay? Just reverse it. Same thing happens game three, right? Just put yesterday's game as game three. Now you go to game four. Gonsolin, that lasted one inning, right? So they were screwed either way, right? They, if they, It made more sense to go with Anderson in game four to try and save him as opposed to in three. And that's maybe one of the things where you chalk it up to injuries, right? Yeah. But here's the problem again. It seems like we're always affected by injuries in the postseason. Every year, it seems like we have a big injury. We had, we were missing starting pitching last year in the postseason, right? So we're, I mean, Walker Bueller's had two Tommy Johns in his short career so far. I mean, is it a matter of we are signing guys that are injury prone? I mean, the other thing also is we were depending on a lot of guys coming back from injury. And I just don't think realistically, and that's probably why we didn't see Dustin May in the series, because Dustin May was was recovering from an injury, and you could only use him in a certain way. Blake Trinan, I felt bad for the guy. I mean, Blake Trinan did everything he could to get back. He hadn't seen major league action, and who knows how much time he gets thrown in in the playoffs of all places. And the pitch that he made wasn't that bad. No. But no. Jay Cronenworth, who was probably the MVP for the show pods in this series, he came up clutch. Yeah. And yes, you guys are right. The We didn't receive... There wasn't anybody on the Dodgers side that came. We did not get the same production from the bottom of the lineup that the show pods did at the bottom of their lineup. It's not like Machado or Soto went off and killed the Dodgers. It's like they got production from the bottom of the lineup. In the bottom of the lineup for the Dodgers, I, I had already mentioned what Bellinger did. I already mentioned what Thompson did. But Chris Taylor went 0 for 7. That's another guy who was coming back from injury. Was Chris Taylor probably healthy? Was Chris Taylor should have been playing in that series? Probably not. But Chris Taylor's not going to sit there and say, hey, dude, I I, I can't go. No, of Chris Taylor's going to try and go out there and help your team. Gavin Lux went three for 13 in the series. We talked about the struggles from Justin Turner. Two for 13. The only person who struggled worse than Justin Turner, and this is probably, you can't put it all on him, but this is a big factor as to why the Dodgers didn't win. Yeah. Mookie, your horse, yeah. went two for 14 in the series. Yeah. That's Mookie Betts. Well, but in, in one retraction, too, I should say that the, the contracts I listed off, that doesn't include the arbitration-eligible guys. Uh, I should I should clarify that. Like, Gavin Lux is one of those guys, so on and so forth. Well, um, the guys, I have a list, right, of the guys that are free agents or their club options, right? Yeah. Bowers, Bowers still on there. He, he has a, a, a player option, right? He's going to pick up. So they got His suspension him. doesn't go into next year? 
It's two years. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So next next year's the second year, but he he's still suspended. Yeah. Uh, right. Price Price probably likely retiring. Right. Trey Turner the free agent. Kershaw Turner has the team option. Kimbrough, Gallo, Heaney, Anderson, Duffy, Kainley, Chris Martin, Kevin Pillar, Hanser, and Jimmy Nelson. Didn't they pick? Him? He has a, an option too. They didn't they? Pick I thought him up they picked next, it up. I thought but, they picked it. Up. Did they pick up the option for next year? Okay. I thought they yeah. did. Yeah. So those those are all the guys that are potential free agents this year. See, well, here's I mean, the thing. Guys like Jimmy one. Nelson, real quick, Alonzo, I'll yeah. let you go. But guys, guys like Jimmy Nelson, guys that have been hit, hurt repeatedly every season, those are guys that are going to help you get through a regular season. Yeah. But now you're going to ask those guys to help you in the postseason when they, you know they have a history of injury. I, I think of uh, the early 2000 San Antonio Spurs team where before load management was a thing, Greg Popovich did load management. And, and I was thinking about that. Like, it, yeah, it's cool that they won 111 games. That's cool. In hindsight, was it really worth it? Do you know what I mean? Because now, you know, the, the end goal was to win a championship. Now, now the Spurs, they, the Spurs never went 72, 10 during that tenure or anything. crazy. Like their whole thing was, we just need a win, and then we'll just do the thing. And how many championships did they win doing it that way? Several, right? Yeah. So, so, and again, I'm not going to sit here and tell Dave this is what you should do. This is what how you should go about this. Blah blah blah. Baseball's a marathon, right? It's a marathon. It's a really long marathon. Clearly, because out of 111, uh, 162 games, the Dodgers won 111. You also have a lockout year where it, it changed some of that stuff up. That's why the the weird ending to the season where they had the Rockies for six games. You take all that into account and and you really kind of have to take a sit back, seat back and, and ask yourself, was it really worth it because of how many guys got hurt because you're pushing them, et cetera, et cetera. To me, I, I would do the load management thing, especially with a guy like Clayton Kershaw, right? You know that he's prop like everyone kind of knows there's going to be an injury. There, there's going to be an injury with that guy. So why not do the Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker thing where they were on the bench and people were pissed when they'd go play the Lakers, but they're like, hey, we don't care. We're, we're just getting we're just getting these guys to rest now so that way they're ready for the postseason. I, I don't. I mean, at this point, though, I agree with you. I do think that they need to have a, a, a lot more younger guys, and they have the farm to do it. I just don't think that they're going to do it because they value prospects so much. Like, look, like Miguel Vargas has been on a tear, right? He had been on a tear. He had been crushing it. They called him up, and then they sent him down, and, and they and they did the, the option thing. Ryan Pepio, same thing, right? He, he had been crushing it. They needed pitching, but they still were, were still kind of playing that game. So, And I know that there's a fine line because there's injuries involved, all that stuff. The emergence of Dustin May, everyone was, was – ex- you were even excited for it, Juan. I remember yeah. you saying you were excited that they have that electric of an arm in the bullpen, yet – for the electricity that they had in that bullpen, they didn't use it. Why? Right. So, so I, I do think back to your point about Friedman, that now is the time where he's going to have to, I, I think he's going to have to receive that criticism. And I think it's rightfully so because you construct this roster and you have these guys on there, but you don't use them. Why the hell not? That, that like Miguel Vargas, I would, if you're trying to get something going, shit, you, you throw him out there, see what happens. Cause he has an electric bat. And for me, yeah, I know the matchups are a big deal and all that stuff in this era of baseball, but at what point do you also start managing or playing by by your gut feeling again? That's how we all played, right? 
Well, so, and, and that's and that's what's infuriating to me. I, I want to acknowledge Jedi en Engineer's comment real quick, and that is because I know there was a lot of people complaining about the umpires the last two months. Oh, dude, that plate umpire last night was garbage. Garbage. I don't know who it was, but they were garbage. And and I will say this. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Dodgers lost because of the umpire. No, 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 no. no. But the runners in scoring position number was uh, helped a lot by the umpiring. Yeah. A lot of it was also the show pods making good pitches. A lot of it was the Dodger players just missing those pitches yeah. back in like game one and two. I mean, Mookie was missing sliders right down the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame the umpire for that. Yep. You can't, I mean, that that's on Mookie, but the umpiring, when you're getting calls like that and it's, and and I know sometimes we're just like swing the freaking bat. You know, there was a pitch to Gavin Lux that was clearly outside, and that was a ball. Yep. I mean, the pit, the game to to start off the game, Mookie had, I think got like four pitches, and and like three of them were balls, and he struck out. Yeah. So no, that it, contributes it, it, to the poor run, runners in scoring position. One hundred percent. I will say this: that plate umpire yesterday was garbage for both sides. It wasn't just one side over the other. That that umpire was their strike zone was garbage. But but back to my Friedman point. And for me, like the biggest thing that stands out is they went out and got Joey Gallo at the deadline, right? And that was the significant move. They, they didn't really make any additional moves. You know, there, there had been talk that maybe they were going to go after Castillo, and obviously that, that, is, is, that ship sailed, et cetera, et cetera. But you go out and you get Gallo because he's a high upside guy because of his bat and his defense. Yet, you don't use his bat when you're trying to get a lineup going. So for me, again, that's if they are really game planning and the game plan starts from the top and it goes to Dave, then that ultimately should fall on Friedman. Because if he's game planning all that and sending it down the pipe and telling everyone, hey, this is what we're going to do. These are the matchup, et cetera, et cetera. That criticism is warranted. And, and if the Dodgers say otherwise, I'm sorry. that If you're, if you're not going to tell us where the game plan initiates, then – then who is going to? Then who should fall on the sword? And for me, it should be Friedman because he's the one that built the damn roster, right? Well, yeah, but but here's the other thing that I mean, we talked about this, and I think Babyface brought it up first: the sense of urgency. What happened yesterday? We saw Trey Turner bunt. We saw a double steal. Yeah. Why the fuck did we have to wait until Game Four for that to happen? That's Why couldn't the, 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 the Dodgers been playing runs. like that from yeah. the beginning? I yeah. just. That's what infuriates me when things are not going your way and you hear it so many times. You hear announcers, hey, it's not working. You even hear Mookie after the game saying, you know, we just didn't execute the game plan. Well, what the fuck is the game plan? Yeah. I mean, you guys are about to get eliminated. And when you and you saw it, I saw guys, there was a ground ball hit to the right side of the infield by Will Smith yesterday. And I was like, these guys are finally going the opposite field. It's like, why did it take until game four? And like I said, that seventh inning to me, there was just like, I mean, the aliens are involved, the baseball gods, whatever. There was shit that was just happening in that seventh inning. That What are you going to do? No. You just, I mean, someone's going to hit a chopper down the line and it's a, it's a double. Someone's going to hit a little flare that you can't get to. You don't hit it hard. A ball goes off somebody's glove. I, I mean, those that's baseball. But, that's part of the game. But and even then, it's not even trying to hit bombs. It's just trying to get something to happen, right? Yeah. Just make something fucking happen, whether it's like the button. When they did that, I was shocked. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I was shocked because there was a couple times when the seasons, when when the series started, when they had left guys on base and they did, they weren't aggressive with base running at all. 
And in my mind, I'm like, yo, if you're struggling with manufacturing a run, move guys, move them. Dino Ebel is one of the most aggressive coaches that I have ever been around. That dude yes. does not take his foot off the gas pedal. And, and I was really shocked about that. And I love Dino. I know the dude. He, great guy. That's the only criticism I would have of Dino in that situation. But again, I don't know if that comes from Dave, right? I don't know who's making that call ultimately in their, in their structure. But for right. me, that's the thing that stood out to me is they have all these guys on base. Why the fuck aren't you moving them? Yeah. Well, yeah I, I, go ahead, baby. I was gonna say, that seventh inning, that's that's the seventh inning right right there that tells you the entire series, right? So the seventh but you know, the top of the seventh Dodgers, that's when they get the that bunt happened, right? They get second and third, they get base, then then Freddie gets hit, base is loaded, Will Smith hits that one for the for the sack fly. They they score the one. And it run. looked like he hit it good. I thought yeah, that yeah. was a double. I yeah. thought it was a double. So so they, so so they have then they have the the double steal. They have second and third, one out. They gotta they gotta get yeah. those two runs in. They gotta yeah. get those two runs yeah. in. Yeah. And they, there's a strikeout and then a, a ground out, right, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah Kills yeah. the inning. Next inning, finally the the Padres did what nobody did in that series. They capitalized and they they had that yeah. crooked they had that crooked inning. They scored yeah. five runs in that inning. Yeah. They're the ones that finally came across. And that's that was it. That's that's the one inning that determined the whole series, right? And that's the one inning that just that when you look back, that's all it took, right? I I I, I sat there and I thought about this the other day because we talked about it a little bit earlier in the season when when we as Juan said mocked him. Um, a part of me, I, I'm just curious if like the psyche of these guys was maybe like we're we're unbeatable, like if if we can go out there and win games without trying. I and I know that's that's not my usual perspective. Like if if Juan knows this about me, but if if you've not been familiarized with our show, I, I don't really look at it like a regular fan in the sense of that stuff because I, yeah. I've been around the game. But but I kind of was thinking about that psychological component. Like I wonder if these guys because because you run into that with teams, right? That you know, there's some teams that they just they, Michael Jordan is is the classic like, oh, you can't beat me, Kobe, you can't touch me. But but I, at some point, you do become human, right? And and I and I wonder how much of that kind of crawled in where they thought, oh, the bats are going to get going. We'll figure it out. We'll make the adjustments. You know, we're too good to be this bad. And, and that's where that sense of urgency comes into play because if you get backed into a corner, most of the time you punch your way out, right? Yeah. And in their case, they didn't. I don't know if it literally was because the momentum was just taken out of them or or the psyche as far as that goes. You know, that that's the main question that I have is, you know, okay, like I know Mookie was saying all the right things, right? He even quoted Dontrell Willis, something that he said to us. Well, those guys yeah. have hundred thousand dollar cars too. And, and a lot, and he caught a lot of flack for that comment, but I think a lot of it is, is there, you know, the, the, the Dodger fan, as you were saying, Juan doesn't see it from that same perspective. And so for me, that's the thing that I worry about is maybe they just got complacent. A am I crazy to kind of look at it that way? Go ahead, baby face. I see, I see you chomping at the bit. No, I mean, I, I think uh, there has probably a little bit. Like I said, they they beat this team what fourteen out of nineteen times, right? Yeah. They knew, you know, they knew. Okay, if they win a game, yeah, we'll come back and we'll win the next the next couple games. I think that was that's. I think that's only human, right? That's only human. Like to 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 know. Yeah, yeah, we got these guys, right? We as fans were thinking that. Like, eh, no worries. Okay, we lost the game. Yeah, they'll get them next time, right? So I think them as players and professionals are like, you know what? We we can beat these guys, and we know we can beat these guys, and you know we just have to. 
you know, those hits are going to come, you know, we're going to, we're going to score the runs and we're going to win. I think they're never going to admit that. Right. But right. I think that probably if, if, if in your mind, like, yeah, if it's yeah. in there, right. You know, you know, you can beat these guys and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they got punched in the face and, and, and I think they were more maybe stunned, you know, and they, they, they didn't know how to like, kind of overcome that because they didn't really face adversity like no. this all year. No. They didn't they didn't face anything like this all year. And right? the only adversity they faced was injuries. Yeah. If you really think about it, yeah, the, you know, like Julio didn't have run support in the beginning of the season. Why? Because of injuries. Yeah, but even, injuries. even with the injuries, they still chugged along, right? They yeah. still, you know, guy went down, okay, continue to win, continue to win. I mean, 111 wins in a season is not easy. You know, no. people are going to say like, oh, that's just so easy. That's not easy to do no. and they were able to do that like i said through all the injuries through everything they didn't face any any type of like i said any type of you know something to hold them back and once they got to the playoffs it just they didn't i don't know they didn't know how to overcome that Juan, let me ask you this uh, since we're going to start to wrap this piece up so what do you think from your perspective especially you know since you were talking about it a minute ago is ultimately friedman the guy that has to fall on the sword or do you think it has to start with Dave and work its way up? I I don't think either of them are going to fall on the sword. I think they're going to just chalk it up to baseball. That is my concern uh, with this team, and it's one of those things I think in the re- that works. This is the mentality that works in the regular season. I just don't think that it translates to the postseason, and that is stay the course, stick to the plan. This is the plan that we have, and this is going to work. Yeah. But you have the luxury of time in the regular season, okay? In the playoffs, you don't have that luxury of time. So when you're not winning, when in game two, you lose because, again, you're not hitting, you make an error that leads to a run that makes the difference. It's a, You end up losing the game by two runs. Okay. Then you bounce back in another game that is a low-scoring game. You are struggling to score runs. Wouldn't you do anything possible to try to get on base? And that's the thing that I feel every year we run up against. We run up against teams that are willing to do old-school baseball, you say, like steal bases or or do bunts. But we don't because I think we have the mentality of we have a plan, Let's stick to the plan. The plan has gotten us this far. The plan has always worked. So that's why I don't think that Friedman or Roberts are going to take the blame. I think what's going to happen, and I've heard this before on Twitter, and maybe that's what we need. The Dodgers have been doing this for 10 years, and for the most part, there's been a core there. That core is now getting older. Maybe what they need is new energy in that dugout. Maybe what they need is more guys who haven't been to the playoffs, who haven't won championships, people that are hungry. I mean, you guys, you brought it up, this this whole idea of maybe they just got, you know, complacent. Well, then whose job is it to remind everyone on this team, hey, we could lose. We could lose, so we got, I mean, Jordan, you bring up Jordan, Jordan was making up shit that people were doing to him. Yeah. Like, there's that famous story that he said, this guy did this to me, and it turns out, ah, oh, it wasn't true, I just made it all up. So where is the, I, I get it, you're at the top, you have to defeat me, yeah. but shouldn't the mentality be more, no, 
I'm going to kick your ass, you know, and that's, that's, I mean, I, I know this is not 1988, right? right? Right. But when you look back and you interview all those people, what set the standard for that year? Gibson being a red ass and getting pissed at Jesse Orozco because what was it that he put inside of his hat? Was it eye black? Eye black. Was, eye black, yeah. Eye black. And Gibson said, this is why you motherfuckers never win anything, right? Because you had this laissez-faire attitude. Who on the Dodgers? And I'm talking, I mean, look, bet you had, not only did you have Gibson, but you had Lasorda. Yeah. Lasorda was a guy who would light you up for no reason, right? Who on the Dodgers is like that? Everybody on the Dodgers has the Phil Jackson mentality, right? Cool, calm, and collected. So to your guys' point, if you don't face any adversity during the season, how can we honestly expect him to deal with adversity? Well, and before I have Roger ask the same question, I'll, I'll, I'll make this point. I've been lucky to have been in clubhouses where the manager lets the players police the clubhouse. Just like even currently, I work in a program, granted different sports, where – the head coach lets the college kids run the locker room. And usually those are the locker rooms that are the most successful because in those situations, the captains step up and say, hey, what the fuck are we doing? We, we're better than this. We can play better than this. We need to go out and execute. Matter of fact, the program I work for did that just yesterday against USC. So, so it, and it, the same thing happened. The same exact, the, the captain stood up and they said, hey, we need, we need to figure this shit out. We're better than this, yada, yada. Now, Roger, I have the same question for you because you you are more if anyone's as versed as far as adversity goes, I mean you're embedded with the Dodgers through and through. So so as far as accountability for this goes, who do you think that falls on? I mean, to me it's it's always gonna be on the players, right? Because they, they're the ones that ultimately did not perform, right? They're, yeah. I mean, when you say, well, Dave would put it on Dave, but then we look back, well, it's gotta be at least fifty fifty from front office and Dave, right? So then yeah. So, you know, who who are you going to blame? Friedman or Dave Roberts, right? If they're the ones that they're going into a game, they have a game lay, a, a game plan laid out. Like, like yeah. we were talking earlier, like, well, why didn't – I think we said this off the air, right? Why didn't Anderson pitch the six? Because it's not in the game plan, right? They knew, yeah. okay, if we get five innings, sixth inning is somebody else. And even if he's even if he's dealing, they don't – for some reason, it's like, nope. They feel they're going to break the machine or something if they leave them out there. Like you can't, you can't stray from that plan. It's like you know, you, this is what this is what this is what it says right here. Taylor Anderson does not pitch the sixth inning. We go to the bullpen, right? So that's how they they're just ingrained with that, and they got to break away from that. It's, it's it. You, you got to feel it with the gut. Like okay, you, let's keep them rolling. Let's 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 let them roll. Let's let them roll out there. You know, the other day with the pinch hitting Austin, like. We mentioned it. Let the kid go hit. Let, let Vargas hit. You know, maybe he catches line in the bottom and he gets a big hit right there. Right? Yeah. You don't. You don't know. But it's like everything is so by the book. And to me, that's been the downfall of this team every year. It's like that's the downfall. Like, well, no, yeah, they did it by the book. That, that's why they did it this way. They did it this way. And to me, they got to stray from that. You got to have a little bit more of that gut instinct and let them go out there and show. I mean, when you look back at uh, last year. This year, would you prefer the season to play out more like that, where it's tight all the way through? You know, the only thing that happened last year is right, they ran out of steam, yeah. right? The guys were broken by the end because it was a dogfight to the very end and they ran yeah, out yeah. of steam. This year, they cruise and then 
they were still, you know, they thought they were still cruising and they got their butts handed to them. So it's like, what, what, what do we want? Do we want last year? Do we want this year? Do we want like an in between, right? Well, well I, I think you make a good point though, Babyface, yeah. because to me, the only, the only time they really strayed from the formula was in 2020 when they won. Yeah, when but they, they also went. had no choice in that in that environment though. And maybe that's what it is, right? You got to take the decision out of their hands, yeah. and and have them play desperate. Which is maybe the sense of urgency that you need to play with when you're desperate, right? Yeah. You play with more urgency. I yeah. think Oscar Basulto has a great metaphor here. I want to give Oscar a credit for because I think it's really accurate. The Dodgers really are the Death Star. They, are. they really keep building the Death Star. It gets blown up. And what is it? Let's build it again and let's put the same defect in this plan. So then what we're going to do is we're going to build this huge thing. And we're going to put in something that could just wreck the whole thing and make it easy, easily accessible to anyone. I, I mean, Oscar, congratulations. You are brilliant, my friend. I think that is an appropriate uh, metaphor there. The Dodgers are the Death Star. Well, and, and here, and so I was thinking about this as I was looking at the Padres roster. I don't think the Dodgers, honestly, even though I know their hand has been forced just because of the contract situation with a lot of guys, as much as I would like them to bring up young guys, I don't know if they will because they now know that San Diego's for real, right? Yeah. Like they were struggling, and now you have a formidable foe that that's legit. Let's say the Giants go out and get Aaron Judge and a couple of arms. Let, let's just throw that out there hypothetically. Now you got another legit contender probably up north, and then let's say you know from there it's slim pickings as far as what's left. So you have no choice but to go young, right? So the, knowing the Dodgers, they're not reactive. They're pretty proactive, at least as far as you know, uh, making acquisitions goes. And so for me, I just don't see them throwing it to the young guys unless they absolutely have to, right? And, 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 I'm, and I'm sure Clayton's going to let them know of, of his decision when he's ready. But you also afford that guy the luxury of taking as much time as he wants because it's Clayton fucking Kershaw. Right. He is he's a hall first battle hall of famer, has all the accolades that you can think of and then so. So from there, you know, Walker Beeler's out for, for a while, right? He's I, I, as far as I know, they're not planning on him playing at all next year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So so that you know, obviously that leaves you kind of to force your hand with hopefully re signing Tyler Anderson, but you can only catch lightning in a bottle so many times with guys too, right? So, so you can only be as proactive as you can be. And that's why, I, as much as it pains me to say, because there is a lot of young, good, upcoming talent in the farm. We've talked to some of them this past season. Um, I, I just don't see them really handing over the keys to the kingdom quite yet, unless they really have no choice. And so that's ultimately why, and, and I'll be honest, this year, Dave Roberts is probably – the, the one guy that you can't really talk trash on because he did, he did whatever he could, right? It was the bats. The, the, and that doesn't fall on Dave. You, you can't put that on Dave for not having his big four, you know, not produce. That's not on Dave. Dave was, you know, trying to give the best lineup that he could every day to make something happen. So from there, then it's the roster construction, right? That's the next kind of domino that falls. And that's why to me, like you were saying earlier, it, it might be the first time, Maybe ever, as at least in 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 the Dodgers, you know, era for his career, that Friedman catches a lot of flack because ultimately it's the roster construction because there there wasn't you know the starting pitching got got a little sus there at the end, right? 
So that and who, who does that ultimately fall on? The roster construction. I mean, th- that's that's just the end all be all. But but I mean, and again, we could all be completely wrong too. You know, they they make it take a completely different course and say, hey, we should do this like twenty twenty and just and play play like we're desperate. And it one, worked out fine for them in twenty. One one thing real quick too on on the bats. Will Smith, I'm gonna cut him some slack because his his wife was days away from giving birth and she gave gave 100%. birth gave birth yesterday. They got a call at three thirty in the morning, drove out to L.A. Their child was born like at 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Then they got him a chopper, fly back to San Diego. So I'm I'm a, his mind was probably somewhere else during the series, 100%. you know. So that's probably why we didn't see the Will Smith that we're used to in the po- in in the playoffs. So you know, but congratulations to Will Smith and Carrot. So. Yeah, no, no. Congrats to Will Smith, and, and again, that again, it's the human element, right? You know, the, the people forget that human element. I mean, that dude's got that's real life shit. No one cares about a, a game, you know, because you're welcoming. I think it was the first kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah. So it's so congrats to Will and uh, and his wife. But I mean, at the end of the day, it, it it's a tough pill to swallow because I mean, Dave Roberts himself went on the Dan Patrick Show. And said the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win the 2022 World Series, and you can take it to the bank. So that that set the tone, right? That set the tone for the expectation. They go out and win 111 games, and now here we are. They they get they get eliminated did, by the San Diego Padres. Did you see um, when it was last week at the at the media session at the Dodgers stadium? Friedman they asked Friedman about that question. Did you guys hear that I posted? I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it, but yeah, basically yeah. basically he said like. Yeah, I wouldn't say it like that, but you know, Dave said it, and I'd expect him to say that. I, you know, I expect anybody to say that because what's your goal every year? Is you go out, you you want to win the championship, right? So, as a manager, right, that's that's your goal. That should be your number one goal. So that's kind of how he he spun that. You know, you know, saying he wouldn't actually do it like that, but but you know, that's that's Dave. And I'm curious because they haven't sent anything yet, but it's probably going to happen tomorrow or Tuesday where they do their, you know, they go in they. Yeah, they do their stuff. So I'm assuming that's going to happen either probably maybe Tuesday. So plan on being there, and you know we'll we'll post that 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 stuff up. And and I mean, and we're you know we're still not done. You know we're still planning on doing a recap because we did get to do a lot of cool stuff this year. Want to touch about it? Yeah, but this is more for the elimination. It's more this is more therapy. It's group therapy, right? Where where we all just throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks, and then we figure it out from there. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you know we we know. We're just like the rest of you, right? I know. I know Juan kind of said it in a, in, a, in a slightly pejorative way about Dodger fan, but at the end of the day, you know, we 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 see it too, right? You know, we're just Juan isn't going out there and going on live and uh, and putting the entire rant uh, on the internet because then that 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 probably wouldn't be a good look. But I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this though: the one thing that I like that Mookie said yesterday at the end of the game was that we did it to ourselves. That they that he you know he he was willing to kind of put that out there because at the end of the day if there's something that we know about Mookie he's not the loudest guy right he's not gonna sit there and 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 kind of absorb all that but he also knows the time and place and for him to to come out and say that we did it to ourselves um, you know that they played well but there were some situations where where we didn't execute that that's big right so that so that they're aware just as as anyone else is right that it was it was the offense that uh that uh that came down to it but i mean even kershaw said it's hard to admit sometimes but the truth of it all is they just beat us and and that could just be it too right the padres could have just straight up just beat them 
And that's why I started this show by tipping the cap to the Padres because at the end of the day, they did. They beat them. They advanced. They're, they're going to the NLCS just yeah. like we chalked it up. They're playing the Phillies. That's exactly what happened. The show pods beat them, but that's where the front. This is not about the Dodgers losing to the show pods in the no. NLTS. No. This is about nine out of 10 years losing. Yep. This is about winning 111 games in a season. This is about, you know, the Dodger fans going out there and supporting this team better than any other, uh, you know, franchise in Major League Baseball. The Dodger fans show up every year. So this this is about frustration, and this is why I just told you that I feel this one's going to take a little longer to get over because I get it when Babyface says I don't care about the regular season because now, to me, it's like, all right, when the Dodgers make the postseason next year, when's it going to happen? Is it going to happen in the division series? Is it going to happen in the NLCS? Is it going to happen in the World Series? Because we know it's going to happen. We yeah. know that... Every year, the Dodgers make it to the playoffs and something goes wrong. They don't perform. In a season where they were really just, they were kind of, as as Federico said, they were hot for seven months. It is the worst time to go cold. But that's what happens in baseball. You don't have, I mean, very few teams, when you look at all those teams that have the most wins, the only team that ended up winning the World Series was the Yankees in 98 when they won 114 games and they beat the show pots. And even in that, that Yankees team was good. They were really, really yeah. good. And, and, but again, but that's why you play the game too, right? That's yeah. the beautiful thing of, of baseball. It, it's, it's a beautiful game, but it's also incredibly heartbreaking. And, you know, and it, at the end of the day, that's, that's also why you play the damn game. Cause you don't know who's the truth until you go out there and you play it. Yes. And, and and I told I told you guys, you know what's gonna make this even a worse twenty twenty two postseason run? What's that? When the Astros just completely annihilate the NL winner and the well, Astros I mean, are, the, are the World Series champions. Here's the thing: if the Astros go out and and they win it, so be it. That, that I mean, they if they go out there and they do it the right way, I'll I'll throw that asterisk out there, no pun intended. Um, they if they go out there and win it, then they deserve it. I mean, that's yeah. just that's that's just where it's at. I mean, the show pods beat the Dodgers. They deserve to advance. And, you know, all you can just do is tip your cap. And again, shout out to the Ring the Bell pod guys, uh, Heath Bell and Nikki Snacks. Uh, they 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 were we didn't really trash talk a whole lot aside from when we were face to face on the Internet. Uh, but they they won their bet. So so if you guys are listening, we, we will take you guys to dinner uh, in, in L.A. And uh, we'll, we'll get that sorted uh, uh, next year at some point or even before then. We'll see. Um but we are again. We're not done this year. We still uh, want to do a recap episode. We'll still probably talk about this current situation um, because there is going to be articles and whatnot written by LA Times writers, <laughs> Athletic writers, uh, MLB.com writers. So we'll we'll reach out to them and and we'll get it going. But uh, if you again, if you're if you're listening to this on the podcast space, you're also willing, more than welcome, to chime in on whatever thread you see this on. Thank you to everyone that's engaged with us on the live. Uh, Oscar Basulto, I'm cheering for Dusty. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the the comment section has been, uh, as the kids would say, for the most part, pretty lit. Um, and so thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Bet Online presented this week's episode. Uh, if you go to BetOnline.ag to join today, you'll receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So make sure you use the promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, thank you guys. 
for uh for joining us in the group therapy session i feel like juan feels a little better now uh, uh that's that's the vibe i'm getting i've gotten to know juan pretty well and i feel like now he's he's off the ledge a little bit yeah i i feel better because i i you know i i have my reminder now that next year i'm not gonna fall for this shit anymore you know <laughs> i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna watch it because I'm a Dodger fan. I'm always going to be a Dodger fan. You know, I posted this on my Twitter. In 1990, Don Drylsdale wrote a book. It has a great title. Once a bum, always a Dodger. Yeah. And, you know, Jedi Engineer mentions it here. It's part of being a Dodger fan. It's as old as Brooklyn. You're absolutely right. And yeah. this is for the fans. To me, we're all bums. But we're all going to be Dodger fans. We're bums because we believe that this team is going to do something good. They're going to win. But in the end, like I've told you guys, I can't, I'm not going to go pick a new team. That's not going to happen. I'm not emotionally invested in, in another team. I'm always going to be here every year hoping that the Dodgers win the World Series. I'm just going to be prepared. Come the playoffs, something horrible is going to happen. They're going to forget how to play baseball. They're going to get beat. They're going to get out executed. And it is just beyond frustrating. I mean, this is, I understand Atlanta Braves fan now in the 90s. I understand why they didn't sell out. Great analogy. I, I understand why they didn't sell out, you know, the first round of playoffs because Atlanta fan was like, what's the point? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to just get disappointed. I, I mean, there was a lot of people on Twitter that were coming in hard. I, I don't know if you guys saw Arash, Arash Markazi's uh, Twitter, but he was heated, and yeah. and I get it. I feel the pain out there. It's just every year I just don't understand why it always happens to us. Well, you so know? whoever whoever, uh, whoever finds uh, Juan buying a Padres hat while wearing a Dodgers jersey, could you please record it just so we have that? Uh, just have that so we can just maybe frame it, something to that effect. Yeah, uh, and, and, and and let me tell you something, all right? This is the other thing that's heartbreaking. So last night, the game's over, we lose. Poor Haley sitting on the couch, and I told you guys this off the air, she's crying. Your daughter. And, and she's looking at me going, this is your fault. This is your fault because you made me like this team. And that's that's, <laughs> that's sad. That's it's, pain it's, right there. I hope the Dodgers are happy because they made Haley cry last night. Your daughter basically told you, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Exactly. And that, and that hurts more than being than someone being mad. And I was just like, don't be like me. Learn from me. Yeah. Learn from me. Don't get don't be a sucker like I am. Hey Haley, if you're listening to this, don't be a Raider fan. Just do everything do everything that your dad is doing except being a Raider fan. Do not be a Raider fan. She doesn't worry about that. She hates the Raiders. Hey, then we're we're that's half the battle. <laughs> uh so again, presented by Bet Online, head on over to their website, use our promo code Believe B L A V, and you'll receive a one hundred percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Big thanks to Bet Online. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys down the road. Stay safe, stay up, and uh, and go Dodgers, even though the season's over. I'm trying to stay optimistic. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows podcast. The Bleed Lows podcast is a Dodgers Beat production.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.